Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, friends and family of Victory Point. This is Kevin Crawford on Wednesday, July 5th. Again, I am hosting and the guest of the podcast myself this week, just a little bit unique, so you can tune in or tune out. But to keep you tuned in this week, I am giving a little fun fact about me every day. So today's fun fact about Kevin is this. I got my first tattoo just a little over a year ago, March of last year. I got my first tattoo. Kind of always wanted one. Dulcie said, okay, you can get one. And then I came home with it, and it was much bigger than she thought. But just a little meaning behind the tattoo on my arm. You can see it sometime if you want. It's on my right forearm. And the symbol on my right forearm is that God is greater than the highs and lows. God is greater than the mountains in our life and the valleys of our life. And the, the purpose of that was just to continue to remind me that God has taken me to mountains and he has taken me to valleys. And God has never promised to take me around the valleys of life, but to journey with me through the valleys. He has never left me or forsaken me. And reminded that I am not the one who has taken myself, quote, to the mountaintops, that it is he who has been there. And he is greater than any mountaintop experience that I have in life. So God is greater than our highs and lows. God is greater than the mountains and valleys of our life. That is just the little fun fact about Kevin today on Wednesday, July 5th. But again, like I said every day this week, we're not here to learn about Kevin. We're here to not merely learn about Jesus, but to fall in love with Jesus. And we are in our Bible reading plan in the book of Matthew, that the book of Matthew was written to mostly a Jewish audience to point us to Jesus as the anointed one who was promised in what we call the Old Testament. He is the one who came to be the ultimate king of our lives when we have rebelled against the king of kings our entire lives through our sin. And he came to establish a forever kingdom that he has invited us into through the gospel. So we pick up the story in the book of Matthew that Jesus is headed towards the cross. Our passage today is Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 through 23. Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 through 23. And as I've said every day this week, we have a guest electronic reader from my Bible app. And so let's take a listen to Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 through 23 from the ESV translation. Now Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas, or Jesus who is called Christ? 
for he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So you see in this passage, we see together that they were out for Jesus. They wanted to destroy him. They had delivered him up with false accusations of blasphemy towards the governor. And so you see Jesus here before Pilate, the Roman governor, so that the Jews had taken him to the Roman governor because they, he was the one who could give the sentence of death and betrayal. And you see this wrestling of Pilate and Pilate asking Jesus, are you king of the Jews? And he said, it is so. Jesus is not denying that he is the king. But then there was this, what accusations? And the reality is through this trial, and what we want to talk about today is that Jesus was handed over. He was put up. He was crucified for nothing in the world's perspective. He was innocent. And where we see that thread through the scripture, we see that the lamb who was slain was spotless. There had to be a pure sacrifice. Jesus came and he lived amongst us, yet he had no sin. And we see here at the trial of Jesus, he was the innocent one. He is the spotless lamb that died for our sins. And we also see in this passage that Jesus, but he gave no answer, not even to any charge. There was a silence in Jesus. And we see in the book of first Peter, Peter picks up on this theme of Jesus being an example for us when falsely accused. Now, this is not so much prescriptive for every situation that we find ourselves falsely accused, but there is a way of walking in the way of Jesus. When accusations come upon us like they did upon Jesus, that he was falsely accused, that we actually walk out the way of Jesus. Peter writes in his epistle, 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 21, it says this, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. So as we are disciples of Jesus, we walk in the ways of Jesus. And in this narrative in, in uh, Matthew, we're seeing an example of the way to walk in his steps. And Peter takes this and says, he committed no sin, meaning Jesus, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. So come on, we see this kind of commentary for Peter of this instance in Jesus' life as he's at the trial and he's not revolting back against Pilate or the crowd. He is remaining silent in the midst of these false accusations and he is entrusting himself to the Father. 
He knows the Father has a plan. He is an, Jesus is our example of being silent in the midst of false accusation, to walk in his ways. And how do we walk in the midst of those? We trust that God has a bigger plan than what's going on around us. There's been times in my life in significant ways I've been falsely accused of things and wanted to go to social media, wanted to blast out that those people are wrong and that I am right. And I've never done it perfect, but I've learned from Jesus. And in a season of my life, I had to walk continually in this way to entrust myself to the Father who has a good plan, even in the midst of the injustice happening to us. Yet this story of Jesus going to the cross and being silent is not merely an example, but it is, it is the story of Jesus heading to the cross to die for our sins. But we see over and over in this story that Jesus is the King, the Messiah, that his, he submitted to the unjust conviction because he loves us. He is our substitute. Jesus loves us that he endured these things for us. And if we could extrapolate just a little bit from the story of Barabbas, that Jesus is the substitute for Barabbas and Jesus is the substitute for us. So there's two things for us today from this passage that I'm merely skimming the surface on is that Jesus sets the example. He was silent as he was led to the slaughter, as the scriptures say, as the innocent lamb for us. And he showed us an example of how to live in the midst of a world that will bring false accusations against us, that how we endure it, we entrust ourselves to the Father who judges justly. And second of all, we see that Jesus, as he's headed to the cross, there is a even a picture of substitutionary atonement, if you want to say. Jesus is, is taking our place on the cross that we deserve And he's taking the place of Barabbas being released from prison. So may we be a people today on this July 5th to know Jesus has set an example for us in the way of false accusations that we entrust ourselves to the one who holds it all together and sees the picture bigger than us and will bring about justice in his timing that we don't have to bring about justice in our hands. And that Jesus is the substitutionary atonement for us. So he's an example, but a big theological word, he's our expiation. He paid the price for our sins. So may you have a blessed day on this July 5th. Have a great day, friends. We'll hear from you tomorrow or you'll hear from me. Have a great day. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.